What's up, y'all? <laughs> What's going on? Shout out again to Anchor Bear uh, for the awesome tunes and for being an awesome person. Hopefully I can get him back on the stream soon. Uh, my dude Anchor Bear crushing down in Georgia. Um, what's up, y'all? It's been a minute. Took a few weeks off. Life stuff happening. Real life stuff happening, you know? More important than the stream. Sorry about it. <laughs> Sorry about it, but I'm back. I'm here. Um, got some life updates for you tonight. A little stuff, something going on with my channel. Stuff and things going on with my channel. And uh, just like some, some little things I wanted to talk about that aren't going to take up much time. So this might be a short stream. Unless you guys here with me live in the chat want to uh, send me questions or comments. And get me rambling on some topics. <laughs> or if I <laughs> ramble my way into some topics, this might end up being a long stream. Where we talk about a bunch of different stuff. But I got some stuff to cover and talk about. Some things I might want to talk about, might not want to talk about. I'm going to write a vlog about two things. So I might just talk about them now instead of writing those blogs. Uh, we'll see how this goes. But what's up, y'all? Thank y'all for tuning in. Love y'all. Appreciate everything you do. Even if it's just watching this. Even if it's just being a click on this video. Uh, thumbs up in the comment or a subscriber on the channel. I appreciate it. Amish Bear, what's going on? My uh, famous... Famous favorite Amish friend, Amish Bear, is on the uh, what YouTube chat. <laughs> What's going on, brother? TR Dales is in the chat. What's going on? Hope all is well. I'm not doing this month's Legion of Bears challenge. Uh, I got too much stuff going on in my life where I just can't do it without causing a bunch of penalties <laughs> and penance push-ups for others. So I... Uh, I'm not doing it. I basically do the whole challenge anyways now at this point. I've kind of made it a routine. So I'm doing the challenge requirements for the most part. I'm just not in the challenge this month. But I'll be back not next month because it's every other month, but the month after that, which is what, July? We mix some months up. It's May, right? May 2nd today. May 2nd, 2022. The year of our Lord, Jesus Christ, 2022. Auto Domini, um, yeah, May 2nd, so what is this, May, June, July, right? So July will be the next Legion of Bears challenge that I will be in and participating in, but I hope you're in it this month. If not, I, I look forward to seeing you there with me in July. Yeah, that's wise, take a break. Yeah. Do the Amish take breaks other than the, uh, the I, forget, I always forget the name of that, phrase the rasp rasputin <laughs> rumspringa <laughs> you know how you guys do that rasputin thing where you guys like uh <laughs> leave the house for a year or two and go experience the world you know that rasputin thing you guys do uh <laughs> i actually fun fact uh i was first introduced to amish because one of my friends in college was a uh, former amish he did that we borrow breaks as amish <laughs> yeah my buddy, his name was Cole. He, um, I forget his last name. It was like some really crazy last name. And his name was Cole and his brothers and sisters were like Obadiah and Hezekiah. <laughs> it's like, how'd you end up with Cole? That's kind of a normal name, you know? But he did that rumspringa thing and uh, just went and started partying and just became a pothead and a stoner and a partier. He just loved doing that in uh, Southern Illinois. He got out of the, um, 
the central Illinois Amish gang and left, even though I think most or almost all tend to return, right? Because why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> we're going to get into Disney and stuff like that. We're going to, we're going to get into, we're going to tackle some of the cultural things and we're going to talk, we're going to read a couple Psalms. I've got a cool story about a couple Psalms. Tonight, we're going to, what else? i got a little list here of stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about this prayer card I got, this book I'm reading that I'm going to do some streams on in the future. I'm going to read two of my devotionals that just hit me back to back last week that are just powerful from my masculine manly devotional book, my new one. Old one I had was uh, <laughs> definitely buying for boomers, so I had to get a more like actually masculine, manly, like righteously man a righteous manhood devotional book and i think i found it and it packs a punch so we're gonna read i'm gonna read those two devotionals for you here tonight and yeah maybe we'll talk about this parable thing that i might write a blog about instead and the whole mars hill thing the whole mars hill podcast and mark driscoll thing which i also might not talk about if you guys don't want to hear me ramble i might just try to blog about it Welcome in, y'all. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. All of you on DLive and YouTube and Twitch. I always have one person on Twitch. It always kind of creeps me out. Like, who is this one person creeping on me on Twitch? Uh, <laughs> and he's here. Hello, whoever that is over on Twitch watching me. Uh, I got two people on Odyssey. That's cool. Odyssey's picking up. VK. No one watches me over on the Russia Facebook. Vladimir Putin used to. Um covered that on a previous stream old vladimir watching me over on vk and uh i'm on trovo no one watches me on trovo and youtube and dlive thank y'all for subscribing and following and being here on monday nights which is a thing i wanted to say is i'm you know i used to kind of brag and make it a goal to be every single monday night no matter what i'm gonna kind of tone that back a little bit you know that's still my goal every Monday night, but I'm going to just add that. I'm just going to change that phrase to almost every Monday night because there's going to be times like the last couple weeks and sometimes just generally in my future where I'm busy. You know, you got life stuff going on. We got stuff and things happening in our life. We're out there crushing in real life, you know. Uh, we can't be doing every single Monday night, especially the way I like, like to prepare. Tonight's weird for me because I don't have a guest and I don't have like an actual like researched, well thought out topic to cover. I'm just kind of rambling on some general topics. It's uh, not exactly my comfort zone, but I can do it. I can manage. I can just be myself, right? Um, but yeah, instead of absolutely necessarily being here every single Monday night, it's going to be like a 99.99% of the time. Or like a 88% of the time, or let me higher than that, like 95, 99% of the time, just not 100. So yeah, that's one thing I wanted to kind of add and let y'all know about. Um, I was on Hanging with Bears two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and you can find that on my channel. I posted it on my channel, my podcast feed, if you listen to the podcast feed, and on all video stuff. So the Row Bears, my fourth appearance on Hanging with Bears, and shout out to Hanging with Bears. They are now no longer on Instagram. They are switching over officially to Telegram entirely, which I think is better long term for the channel for sure, because Telegram doesn't grabble and won't censor and 
um, just isn't a nonsense, <laughs> or just is a nonsense app. And Telegram's just better overall. The only problem is that uh, I don't. I like that I can get the updates and notifications on the Instagram. Telegram, you have to kind of search it out and feed it out. And I guess I should just look it up and let y'all know. So you can subscribe for yourself. If you are over on Telegram, um, I'll get to that. I'll get to it. Yeah, Hanging with Bears Live on Telegram. So go to Hanging with Bears Live. That's H-A-N-G-I-N. No G at the end of hanging. Just hanging. H-A-N-G-I-N-W-I-T-H. B-E-A-R-S-L-I-V-E. Hanging with Bears Live. Make sure to subscribe over there. I did my fourth appearance with Robear. It was my second time with Robear. Previously, I was with Finksburg Bear and with Copper Bear. All of those, all four appearances are on the Hanging with Bears feed. So you can go to their YouTube channel or whatever, their podcast feed, their Telegram, and find it on their feed. If you want to scroll way back, they're on like 400 episodes or something, so you got to kind of dig and find me. But all four of my specific episodes are on my feed. It's easier to scroll back and find that. All four were great. They were powerful. They were amazing. So yeah, again, I was on uh, Hanging with Bears. Fourth appearance. It was amazing. Just wanted to shout out my last four guests that were on my channel um, from live streams, what, 88? 88 through 91. My homies, my dudes, it was great times, great appearances. So if you're listening to this right now, if you're listening to me ramble right now and you're like, hey, I actually want to hear you talk to like interesting dudes about interesting things. Yeah, scroll back and watch the last four episodes. <laughs> Not I'm just rambling and ranting and updating and filling you in on my life and my things and my stuff, you know. Maybe talking about what you guys want to talk about here in the live chat. Um, but if you want to hear like an actual awesome conversation with awesome, righteously masculine dudes, uh, my last four streams, my last four guests were amazing. Uh, amazing. Uh, Berserker Bear. Uh, my boy Braxton. Braxton Bonds. Uh, Praxis a Man, who's doing great things out there. Check out Praxis of Man on uh, Instagram and on his website. And Scott Tungay of uh, Courage My Lats on YouTube. All four amazing dudes. All four amazing conversations. And I took a few weeks off. Did hang with bears. Got my life in order. Been working a lot. I worked like 110 hours in the last two weeks. Um, which is like good and bad. Because I'm pretty sure I, I wanted to strategically plan it out. Because I think the extra overtime tax thing kicks in at 55 hours a week and uh, we have a two-week pay period so i wanted to get it under 110 hours so that i didn't get extra taxed um i think i might have screwed that up <laughs> i think i i think i should have should have clocked out one or two hours earlier total um and we'll see how this paycheck turns out i might not make as much money as i thought but i've been working my butt off um, learning the job. It's awesome. It's great. We're installing trees and plants and grading and just doing some general like landscape installation, landscape construction. It's a dope job. Awesome job. The rich folk of Nashville, all the richens out in uh, West Nashville in the Bellmead area. It's dope. Company's great. My coworkers are awesome. Um, <laughs> lovable degenerates <laughs> some of them most of them are christian most of them are like spanish speaking or from central america 
and they almost entirely speak Spanish. Some can kind of kind of do both English and Spanish. Some are a couple of them are like actually fully bilingual. So with all that, and I think I've mentioned it on my streams before, I am learning Spanish. So <laughs> I am on Duolingo all the time. I'm like looking up words. I am, you know, yo aprendiendo español. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're doing that. That's part of my life. Ordered a Bible that's a bilingual Bible that is a half and half. So you can read on the same page like Genesis 1, you know, and you read Genesis 1 side by side, English and Spanish. So that's going to help. So right now I'm learning like uh, Duolingo. It's kind of funny because it's like basically teaches you how to just like go on a vacation. <laughs> it's like in the airport, I have a ticket on a plane. <laughs> it's like totally for people who are just like, oh, I'm going to Spain next month. I need to learn Spanish real quick to get around. It's like how to order a, you know, hamburger at a restaurant. <laughs> how do, where is my ticket? My, t my, my train is here. My taxi is here. It's kind of like very simple and rudimentary. You know, but anything helps. Everything helps. Um, but with my coworkers, it's more like we have to learn. I have to learn actual phrases about like trees and grass. You know, arbol, uh, planta. <laughs> I have to learn, you know, directions. Uh, izquierda, directo, derecho. Uh, you know, it's more like practical use, very specific to a specific type of work that's more important for me to learn. So I've been doing that. Um, Lodo is mud. Tierra is dry dirt. Dry dirt. <laughs> you know, pala, uh, shovel. So there's stuff like that that I got to learn that's more specific. But all around, it's fun. The only thing, I, the reason I brought all this up is because I want to. I'm getting this Bible so that I can actually learn useful, <laughs> meaningful Spanish, and eventually, sometime in the future, be able to have like gospel conversations with people who speak Spanish. Um, I don't really plan on being like a missionary at all. I don't feel that calling in my life at all, at least as of now. So I don't envision myself like going down to Guatemala or Belize and like <laughs> being a missionary, doing missionary work there. But, you know, just in Nashville, most big cities, you're going to find people who only speak Spanish, you know. And if they're not being shown the light, if they're not being read the true gospel, the real gospel, you know, someone's got to do it. If it requires learning Spanish to do that, you know, so be it. Let's do it. So not only do I need to learn Spanish for my work, and it's also just kind of fun and useful, but I also want to, I guess I just need to learn it so that I can uh, actually evangelize if and when I need needed. Um, so yeah, so that's that. Um, kind of found a new church. I think we're at this new church now. Um, it's pretty dope. <laughs> I haven't found anything wrong with it uh, after three years now of kind of bouncing in and, in and out of churches and slowly but surely like finding a church thinking it's the right place and then kind of seeing some faults and seeing some weakness and seeing some you know lukewarmness or some you know uh heresy <laughs> or blasphemy you know or just being like not very successful like um you know great church all around but just doesn't really worry about being like evangelistic or missionary they're not missionary minded or, um, you know, churches that are too focused on one, like on, you know, Bible knowledge and baptism, but they're not focused on like service and charity and mission work. Um, but this new church we found that my Bible study has been kind of slowly going to uh, seems to just be on it all around, crushing all around. 
um, Baptist church called Redemption City here in Franklin, Tennessee. They are missionary minded. They're like growing food. They literally grow food and they have volunteers help grow food for the homeless. So awesome. So based. Um, <laughs> so based. They're just biblically sound in every way. They preach the whole gospel. They're not afraid of talking about what needs to be talked about. Um, it's just dope. Like everyone there is just smiling, friendly, happy. I mean, I haven't seen anything wrong with it. Good, solid fruit, good preaching, you know, strict obedience to the word, like unashamed of, of the gospel to its full extent. Um, they're missionary minded. Like I said, they're service minded. Um, they're just doing good things. They're good people doing good things. So I think it's at least as of now, we, uh, finally found a church. <laughs> like to be at for good <laughs> at least for now while I'm in Nashville or in the Franklin area um, so that's dope right that's cool that's dope my girlfriend says tell them the great news and yeah the great news is I'm gonna be baptized next week either Sunday night or next Tuesday um, at my Bible study um, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna just give, I was like, ah, I'll ask my friend Trey. He's been on the podcast before. He's gonna baptize me. He's been talking about wanting to baptize me for a while. He brought it up to me on my stream. You know, we talked about it on stream. So of course, my my boy Trey is gonna be the one baptizing me. And I just kind of turned to him after church. I was like, yeah, bro, you want to baptize me next week? <laughs> let's get it done. Can't do it tonight, but let's do it. So we're doing it. But I uh, kind of spoke before I actually really truly practically thought about the fact that next week is Mother's Day. So. Might not be happening. Um, we'll just see. But it's going to be done in my uh, Bible study. My dope, awesome, biblically sound Bible study that's every Tuesday night. And then they kind of do like a uh, secondary get together on Sunday. It's like less formal. So I'm either going to be baptized on Sunday night or Tuesday night. And I'm going to be doing a stream all about it. My thoughts on baptism, everything about baptism. We're going to talk about mine. Hopefully I'll have some pictures or some video clips to show you. Um... And I'll explain then why it took me three years to finally do this, right? Are you shocked? Are you out there <laughs> who've been following me this long? Are you like the others people in my life when I tell them I haven't been baptized or I'm about to get baptized and they kind of freak out? Like, how is that even possible? <laughs> you're like biblically sound and biblically based and you like teach me about the Bible, but you're not baptized? <laughs> yeah. Amish Bear says, I was baptized on Easter. Dude, dope. <laughs> dope, bro. Like, seriously, that's dope. I should have done it on Easter. I should have done it on Easter. I could have done it on May Day, too, yesterday. My church, the church we were going to, did a bunch of baptisms. Kind of what inspired me to just kind of finally go ahead and do it. I've been saying I was going to do it for a while. We'll, we'll, we'll save it. We'll talk about it. I mean, either next week or the week after, we're going to have a whole stream on baptisms. We'll talk about it. That is the good news my girlfriend in the chat's talking about. And yeah, congrats, Amish Bear. That's dope. Truly. Um, yeah, and then Steven Ignoramus, my boy, my dude, the homie, the homie. Steven Ignoramus was here in town. It's awesome, like, finally meeting him in person. <laughs> Even though it's just, it's one of those times where it's like the internet comes to real life where, like, your best friends on the internet and you have real talks and you're like homies and you're always chatting and joking and like you meet each other for the first time in real life and it's almost just like instantly you're having like dope meaningful conversations like you don't have to intro each other you don't have to small talk it's just like 
oh, dude, cool, nice to finally meet you. So, let's talk about this thing and this thing. I'm just getting into, like, really deep, awesome philosophical conversations. And we went out to Kid Rock's bar because he was, uh, someone told him he might be able to get up on stage and rap. It was a S show. <laughs> it was a crap show, you know. Uh, man, it's a mess down there. You know, Broadway Avenue in Nashville on a Friday night. Yikes. Yikes. You know, more than one yike on that. Um, just degeneracy all around. Debauchery and degeneracy. And it was good and bad because it was like, man, I used to be right there with them. You know, I used to be right there with them in uh, San Diego in a similar environment all the time, thinking it was so fun and so cool. And man, this is, if you're not doing this, you're missing out. And now, like, I'm sitting there just like grossed out. <laughs> like, you encounter Christ, and it's just the world becomes so dumb and so stupid, you know? Things are just so mindless and meaningless without God. And when you have him, when you are just filled with the spirit, man, the world just like gets so dark and dangerous and degenerate. And <laughs> it's just yuck, you know, just yuck. That's all I got to say about it. But it was fun hanging out with Steven and like having someone there that just feels exactly the same. <laughs> So when there's just this terribly drunk girl bouncing from guy to guy being like ridiculous and you know literally falling down and it's like good to have a guy you can just kind of turn to and go like yikes you know instead of like <laughs> every other guy I know it's like oh maybe I should try oh she's cute oh I could maybe take advantage of this it's like good to have someone that's like wholesome and godly and righteous with you to just be like uh, make jokes, make fun of it, you know, kind of eye roll at stuff together, <laughs> do the yikes together, the oofs together, you know, it's kind of fun to have an ally there with you in, in the cesspool, in the snake pit down there in Broadway in Nashville, but it was dope, and then the next night we had a more chill night, we went out um, with this guy you met, who's probably going to come on my stream sometime soon, sounds like a really, really interesting guy who moved here for music, jazz musician. So we went to this little cafe, this little coffee shop, and watched some jazz. Listen to watched. I guess we did watch, but listen to just some jazz. It was dope. Had some awesome conversations. I'm gonna get him on the pod, so you'll hear him out in his full. We'll, we'll talk about the thing we talked about. We'll also talk about a bunch of other interesting things with him and about him. We were talking about like um, MGTOW, the MGTOW thing. The men go in their own way and just modern dating <laughs> modern society modern men and women of our culture you know so way too loud am i screaming in the microphone right now sorry about that but yeah we're gonna have him on we'll talk about some of that we'll talk about stuff and things with him <laughs> we'll talk about baptism whenever after it happens um so i won't ramble about it here tonight and i won't scream in the microphone apparently um yeah, other than that, yeah, again, Monday nights, it's going to be almost every Monday night, not necessarily every single one. And then um, I got new blogs out since the last time I had like a stream to give updates. Um, one about uh, legalizing child sacrifice and one about making enemies as Christians and one about the great dance battle. So check that out. Oh, way too loud at the jazz thing. Oh yeah, because the third night we went to another, like, that was more of like a jazz rap, like a chill hop concert thing. 
And um, my girlfriend was with us that night. So yeah, that third night we hung out. <laughs> also pretty dope, but it started late, so I didn't get to stay. Because I work early, because I wake up at 5.30 every morning. So I am a no fun, no fun Sean at night, you know? Is it 9 o'clock? Well, it's my bedtime. <laughs> Is it 9? Even on a Friday night? Yes, it's my bedtime. I now work on Saturdays whenever I can. On a farm in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, check out my blogs. JonathanCorey.blogspot.com Um three new-ish blogs. They're not super new, but new since the last time I updated y'all about it. And yeah, check out the last four guests on my stream. All dope, all great. And my Hang With Bears appearance, number four, and all of them are back on wherever feed you're watching and listening to this on. Um, but the fourth one is the most recent one. It was awesome, awesome time with the Road Bear. He, uh, I provided him with my, I have a, a note in my phone of just like, profound biblical questions and it just keeps scrolling <laughs> it just scrolls and scrolls and scrolls some of it is um jesse lee peterson's biblical questions like his exact question some are just stuff i've like randomly thought about stuff like topics i've heard other people talk about kind of interesting you know our free will or determinism kind of like popular topics to talk about but it's just a giant note of just a giant collection of like questions basically by and for Christians. Uh, kind of like a conversation starter thing. So I sent that to Robert and he was like, yeah, let's talk about some of these. <laughs> so if you want to hear Robert kind of grill me and ask me questions about my faith and about Christianity, um, that's what we did on episode four of Hang With Bears. My episode, my fourth appearance on Hang With Bears, which again is on my feed. And... Um, yeah, let's just talk about it. Let's get into it. I don't have a very well-prepared thought about this, but uh, I wanted to talk about this. So I, for you podcast listeners, which is actually almost most of <laughs> my viewers and listeners out there are actually on my podcast. So thank y'all for listening and tuning in. Um, I'm sorry that I don't, that I play too many um, <laughs> visual things and don't do a good enough job explaining that. So I'll try to do it here right now. So if you see, I got this. Uh, this was being shared around like a month or two ago on kind of every, out of all the based channels talked about this. But, um, you know, so here we have a pie chart that says, uh, what will happen if gay marriage is legalized? And this, I guess, is like a meme, a little picture that was going around in the early 2010s sometime. I think someone said it was like 2011 or 2012 is when this was like kind of first made and posted when the gay marriage debate was being still discussed and when it still wasn't like entirely legal um so right so the question so what will happen if gay marriage is legalized you know so we have a pie chart it's supposed to be funny and facetious and kind of poking at you know christians or conservatives and people who are opposed to gay marriage for whatever reason but you know pie chart is just completely filled with like a blue a bluish green a seafoam green um you know Gay people will get married, right? Obviously. But so what it's trying to also make a joke about is that these things clearly will not happen. Like you fear mongers out there, oh, if gay marriage is legalized, it's not like these things are going to happen. And you have a list here. The list is, you know, one being a third world war will break out. Um, another being various plagues. 
locusts, frogs, etc. will erupt. Another being, school will begin teaching kids how to have gay sex. And another being, the terrorists will win. And, you know, like I said, this is being shared around because how prophetic. <laughs> you know, they're trying to post this as a, almost a mockery, you know, like, man, these stupid idiot Christians, you know, they just, they hate gay marriage because they think it's going to lead to world wars and plagues and pandemics and, you know, terrorists running wild all over the place and schools grooming kids and turning them into sex freaks. It's like, yes, actually. Um, yeah, actually, yes, that will, yes, correct. You are correct. That will happen. <laughs> Your little attempted joke kind of backfired on you there, right? Because pretty much hasn't all this happened. I mean... We didn't literally have a plague of frogs and locusts and, you know, maybe the terrorists didn't win, quote unquote, but they kind of won, right? I mean, look at Afghanistan, look at ISIS still running wild in, in Iraq and Syria. And, you know, I wouldn't say the terrorists lost <laughs> necessarily. They're still kind of out there, you know, albeit with CIA funding or whatever, but whatever shady money funneling into them. But, you know, the terrorists may or may not be winning or have won a little bit <laughs> since then, since this was originally put out. You know, Third World War may or may not be happening soon, you know, probably not like a big giant world war, but aren't people talking about it? Isn't it seeming more and more likely every day now, you know? Various plagues, you know, yeah, we didn't literally have plagues of locusts and frogs, at least yet. But, um, you know, we had a quote-unquote pandemic that everyone freaked out about and overreacted to for two and a half years, three years. Um, severely crippled the economy and altered the face of humanity, or face of society, probably permanently. <laughs> you know, that, that happened. And then what I wanted to talk about, what we're going to talk about, why I'm bringing this whole thing up, which is, you know, schools will begin teaching kids how to have gay sex, you know, which, of course, like 10 years ago, that's absurd. It's absurd. There's no way schools will start teaching kids how to have gay sex, you know. That's crazy. You're crazy. Um, well, yeah, they do that. <laughs> they do that. As young as fourth grade, third grade, second grade. They're teaching kids about how to have anal sex, how to use condoms. What is sex, you know? Do you want to change your sex? Do you want to change your gender? Do you, you know? So, yeah, we're at the point where schools are literally grooming kids. And now we're at a point where the line, you know, for at least people in Florida, the politicians and the powerful, influential people in Florida are trying to start draw, drawing a line and saying, no, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to stop this right here, right now. Um... What was I think fourth grade or sixth grade? One or the other is when they said, you know, you can't teach our kids about sex and about gay sex until the fourth grade or until the sixth grade. But after that, have at it. <laughs> after that, have at it. You know, feel free to do that, right? Which is still, you know, I guess it's better but not great of uh, a solution. Everyone's applauding it like it's the greatest victory of all time. But, um,. Eh. <laughs> only the sixth grade only the fourth grade like that's where you're drawing the line i guess thank you for drawing a line unlike the rest of this <laughs> nation 
But uh, I think the line should be drawn a little higher than that. You know what you think? But so, of course, that happens. Everyone, oh, don't say gay and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into it. I didn't want to talk about the whole thing, the whole issue. You've heard it everywhere. You've heard it on whatever you listen to. If you listen to liberal folks, you heard them say this is the worst thing ever. And Ron DeSantis is literally Hitler. And Florida should be ashamed of itself. Boycott, protest Florida. And so, of course, then you heard Disney, powerful in Florida, being pressured by those people to come out and oppose this ruling, this decision, you know, and you've seen the leaked videos from the Zoom calls where they're actively bragging about how they're putting gay stuff and queer stuff and transgender stuff in their shows and they're going to start doing it more and they're really going to start putting pressure on people. Um, So yeah, all that stuff's been happening, right? All that nonsense has been happening. You know, as you can see here, uh, Mickey Mouse is calling his boss. You know, we're on schedule. We're still on schedule, boss. And literally, Satan is, uh, I don't know what his response is. It doesn't say here, but I'm assuming it's pleasure. <laughs> Satan's pleased that Disney is uh, not only grooming kids, but going to continue grooming kids and going to be ramping up, turning up the heat a little bit going forward. Um, so there's that little picture. Um... There's this one, you know, funny little meme here of, you know, kids just trying to watch a movie about puppies. <laughs> here comes Mickey Mouse with his transgender and gay stuff, forcing it on him, attacking the kids with all the gay stuff. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to watch puppies, bro. I'm just trying to watch something cute and friendly. I don't need to be uh, watching dudes kiss or change their genders. And so, you know, what does Jesus say about harming the children? You know, for the Christians out there, for all the Christians I know that love Disney, it's ridiculous. I've seen Disney as being ridiculous and obviously evil and anti-Christian for a while, even before I was a Christian. It's kind of obvious, but apparently not, apparently not, because all the, you know, nice little good little Christian people I know here in Tennessee and on the internet, they love their Disney. They love their Disney. They're so emotionally attached to the Disney stuff they watched growing up. They make excuses. They deny it. They act like, oh, you know, a friend of mine, even after all this stuff, kind of made a comment that, you know, well, even though Disney's becoming gay and making kids gay, you know, I still am still like some of their stuff though i still like i'm I'm still probably gonna go to their theme park one day you know again in the future which obviously not guys stop funding these people we don't have to tear them down we don't have to tie millstones on their neck and throw them in the water that's not what jesus told us to do he said you might as well do that you would be better off doing that because of the consequences that you will get for leading the children away from god in your eternity it is not necessarily a call to action to literally tie millstones around people's necks and throw them into the ocean um figure speech right but it's what was i gonna rant what was i just about to start ranting and rambling about oh the um solution i guess What's, what's, what's my, what's my solution to this? Is it getting angry? Is it overreacting? Is it trying to get revenge? Is it trying to physically stop them and force them to stop? No. Like 
me and you can just laugh at them, mock them, call them what they are factually. They're groomers. <laughs> They're gay. <laughs> Disney is gay. And just don't watch it. Don't give it energy. Don't let your children watch it. Don't let your children get emotionally attached to it. If it's, if it's so hard for you to break away, if it's so hard for you to admit what they did was wrong and that you were tricked and you were fooled and, you know, you were bamboozled, we were bamboozled, then refuse to carry that on. Refuse to carry on that tradition and make sure that as hard as it is, don't let your children grow up watching this trash, you know? We should have been doing it a while ago. Disney is godless. <laughs> like, literally, it's godless. They take God out of stories. Uh, there's a couple of blogs here I was going to read. I don't know if I'll read the whole thing. We'll talk about it. Just how satanic and anti-Christian Disney is, you know? And it's so sad that all these Christians, not sad, sad, but, you know, it's just, it's eye-opening how many Christians will still defend Disney or they'll still... You know, that new Disney movie. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> An interesting discussion with some former Christian friends of mine one night. Asked, you know, topic of Disney comes up. I don't bring it. I'm not just going to insert my opinions about Disney. But someone kind of nodded to me because they knew my opinions about Disney. They're like, what do you think, Sean? I was like, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, if you want to if you want to ask my opinion on this disney is godless they are horrible they brainwash children and uh you know being led away from god and focus on themselves and start to believe that they are the answer to all of their problems in life that magic and themselves is truly the uh solution to problems in life um not god not gospel there's no need to be saved you don't need a savior you don't need a savior. You are your own savior. You know, you don't need rules and limitations on your life. You don't need to obey anyone or serve anyone. You serve yourself. You live for yourself. You seek pleasures and comforts and success for yourself. You know, it's like literally like an Aleister Crowley playbook <laughs> in every single Disney movie, you know. Um, they're asking, I was like, you know what? Actually, gr like grim fairy tales are so much better. <laughs> <laughs> for children still probably not great but like actual real life stories you know and they're like mocking me they're like oh those stories where all the kids always die in the end i'm like yes yes actually yes the stories with lessons the stories that that people used to tell their kids about how they need to trust their parents how they'll there are consequences when you break the rules how when you're a rule breaker you deserve to be punished <laughs> that's a little more in line with the gospel don't you think you know <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more in line with the Bible, you know, like you have to obey your parents, you have to obey the rules, and if you don't, there are consequences for your actions, you know, that could be eternal consequences. Um, that's a little more in line with the Bible than like, um, hey, fairy godmother, can you give me fancy clothes so that I can go impress a boy? <laughs> and be happy i want to be happy and have a husband hey magical fairy can you give me clothes fancy shiny clothes so that i can go pleasure myself and please myself and have high status <laughs> is that in the is that does that ring true with anything in the bible um yeah the latest the frozen one i i heard the frozen song the let it go thing and that, I mean, talk about Aleister Crowley. I mean, let it, the whole song is about how, like, I'm going to do what I want. And I deserve, I deserve to be happy. Me, I'm, 
I'm in control. I am powerful. I, me, 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 I, 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 you know. Do as thy will shall be the whole of the law. <laughs> Do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Like that might as well have just been coming out of her mouth right there, you know. But every, all these little Christians take their little children to go see Frozen. Oh, Frozen, it's so good. Elsa, I love Elsa. Yeah, let it go. <laughs> it's just like, guys, wake up. You know, wake up to this stuff. Yeah, they acted like, oh, Disney's family friendly and grim fairy tales are so horrible. Like, children shouldn't be reading grim fairy tales. Like, uh, much, actually, my children will be reading grim fairy tales and they will not be watching or listening to Disney shows. Satanic Disney shows. Um, I just want to read this. It's a short little quick blog we'll read real quick. And I'll summarize the next one because the next one is a little wild. A little off the deep end. But this one's good. This is by Kevin Schall for uh, Proclaim and Defend. Um, it's a ministry blog. He writes, Disney removed Jesus completely from a story that was all about Jesus. Uh, Madeline Lengel, Lengel publicly stated that her Newbery award-winning novel, A Wrinkle in Time, published in 1963, was about Jesus Christ and her understanding of Christianity. Quote, if I've ever written a book that says what I feel about God and the universe, this is it, Langle reportedly wrote in her journal about the book. This is my psalm of praise to life, my stand for life against death. In 2018, when Disney produced a movie based on the children's novel, the, com the company purposefully removed all Bible verses and references to God or Jesus Christ. The scriptwriter claimed that she did this in the name of exclusivism. Exclusivism. Yes, this is the same Hollywood industry that, in the name of artistic integrity, has repeatedly sued companies like Pureflix for muting foul language and editing out inappropriate scenes. Yet Lengel's version of Christianity was the intended theme of the book. Artistic integrity seems to matter for every detail except Christianity. There is only one conclusion to draw from this. Hollywood, even Disney, so everyone who hates on Hollywood but loves Disney, both Hollywood and Disney are not Christian. They are not just not Christian. They are anti-Christian. It's hard to take on Disney. This is a company that has made its bread and butter on the beauty and joy of childhood innocence and hope. Not only do the traditional Disney offerings appeal to children, they also appeal to adults with the wonder of childhood. How could that be anti-Christianity? Completely eradicating Christ from existence in your product cannot be understood in any other way. The purpose of this blog is not to criticize Disney or criticize the movie. It ended up being a box office flop anyways but it is to remind believers about the nature of the world in which we live. Madeline Lengel's version of Christianity is different from ours. When the book was originally published, it was not received well by conservative Christians. Her Episcopalian beliefs were theologically liberal and ecumenical. Hers was an exclusive form of Christianity that sought to find common ground and values in all the world's religions, a Christianity that wanted to accept and find acceptance in a broader world. Such seemingly noble ambitions will never work. The secular world practices inclusivism by excluding Christ and all 
who claim to follow him, even the inclusive followers of Christ. It is a fool's goal to love and be loved by an anti-Christian world. Yes. <laughs> Read my blog, Make Enemies. And yes. <laughs> Satan is still the prince of this world, and he and it will always be the enemies of Christ. We like to be liked. We hate to be hated. We are called to love the lost and reach the world with the gospel. But we will only find common ground with those whom the Spirit calls out of sin into the light of salvation. We are called to love the people of this world, but not the system and values of this world. We should not marvel when an anti-Christian world does anti-Christian things. If we seek to be loved by, anti, by the anti-Christian world, we will only find ourselves disobedient to our Lord and still despised by the world we seek to please. John warned us about this. John of Patmos warned us about this. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, and that's 1 John 2.15, by the way. So, why do we spend so much time, energy, and resources entertaining ourselves with the anti-Christian offerings of the world? I am not saying that watching a Disney movie is sin, but Christianity, even fundamental Christianity, is choosing to increasingly immerse itself in an entertainment culture that is clearly opposed to our Lord and to us. It cannot be good for us. Maybe we ought to pause and consider what loving the world actually looks like from God's perspective. So dope. I don't even know what denomination this is. Doesn't matter. He gets it. He's getting it. Um, again, that's Kevin Shaw from ProclaimAndDefend.org. And yeah, that's so unbelievably true. I'm not saying that watching a Disney movie is a sin. Right? You're not the worst guy in the world if you used to like Disney or you grew up liking Disney or, you know, even still, if you're just like, oh, I really, I just, Lion King was dope, bro. I, <laughs> dude, just, dude, like, Lion King was dope, bro. Like, man, I gotta, I gotta give up Lion King. <laughs> it's Hamlet, bro. Come on. I can't do, I can't, I can't do Lion King, dude. <laughs> I'm not saying that watching, just merely watching a Disney movie is sin. But Christianity, even fundamental Christianity, is choosing to increasingly immerse itself in an entertainment culture that is clearly opposed to our Lord and to us. That's so unbelievably true and profound. And we need to compassionately, lovingly, but also boldly tell our Christian friends this, our Christian friends and family who sit in the pews next to us every Sunday but then go on family vacation to Disneyland. Like, it's time for us to stop being like, oh, that's great, I hope you had fun. Oh, yeah, I hope it's great. It's like, dude, no, Disney is gay and they're grooming your children. <laughs> like, for real. Like, it's not just some like, oh, you're a crazy conspiracy theory. Oh, what crazy bit shoe conspiracy theories are you watching these days talking about how Disney is Satan? It's like, dude, literally they're openly talking about grooming your children. Uh... Uh, <laughs> hello, hello guys, uh, stop giving them your time, your energy, your resources, stop giving them your money, stop promoting them, 
Stop advocating for them and stop showing your children their stuff. You know, that's how we win. We say no. We say no to the darkness. Satan comes with an offer. Hey, would you like to spend some time with your wife alone while your children mindlessly watch my garbage stuff and they can sing along to the songs and you and your wife can have some peace and quiet for a couple hours as your children mindlessly watch a TV screen and sing along to my songs. Isn't, isn't that good? Doesn't that sound great? It's like, no, we need to say no. Hey, no, Satan, no thanks, not today. Nope, get behind me, Satan. Not today. <laughs> I'll read something wholesome and good to my, my children. I'll read a Grimm Brothers fairy tale to my children with actual consequences in it and actual calls to obedience in it. Um, and not gay little <laughs> groomer shows uh, that convince my children to uh, seek out magical powers and to seek their own pleasures and comforts and in no way have them look up and look above to something greater and to give praise and glory and worship to the one who deserves it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not let my children watch that, you know. And really, what I want to talk about real quick is a profound point that Vox Day brought up. Which shout out Vox Day, man. Vox has been crushing. And of course, as I go live, Vox was live. I'm glad he's not live anymore. I'm not double streaming over him. But I never know when, when, and where he's gonna stream. But shout out Vox Day, unauthorized.tv. The $5 is more than worth it. And Owen talked about this too. It's the slippery slope fallacy. The slippery slope fallacy. And it's not actually a fallacy, right? It can be, depending on what's being used, um, what the argument's being used for. But a slippery, slippery slope is real. Can you deny it at this point? <laughs> let me bring let me bring this uh, little picture of meme up you know 10 years ago when they're mocking people who are opposed to gay marriage you know basically saying like oh it's a slippery slope fallacy you think if you think if we let gay people get married that like world wars will break out and pandemics will break out and the terrorists will run wild and you know we'll kit schools and disney will start grooming your children and teaching them how to have gay sex you think you guys are just crazy you think that like gay marriage will lead to like like pe pedophilia and transgenderism and bestiology being like widely promoted by the culture by big prominent companies and TV entertainment companies and media media companies and politicians and influential celebrities you think that like if we just allow gay people to be married and recognize it legally that like these things are going to happen well, that's a slippery slope fallacy, bucko, and that'll never happen. It's not like that's going to happen. And, you know, flash forward 10 years. <laughs> we're not even talking about, like, generations. Like, oh, in two generations, we're going to have people openly promoting the calls for bestiality. Oh, in two, two or three generations, you know, if this happens... In two or three generations, we're probably maybe going to see people start advocating for pedophilia to be legalized and normalized. It's like, dude, 10 years later, less than 10 years later, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Not it might be happening. It's happening. <laughs> like, it's literally happening. They're starting to promote this stuff. You think I'm crazy? Open your eyes, man. Open your eyes to what's happening on Twitter and what's happening on Disney. 
What's happening on Disney Plus right in front of your face? What's happening on your news, on the news, the daily news shows, the CNNs, the Fox News, the MSNBCs, and the stuff they're pushing and promoting? All the transgenderism, the transgenderism stuff in sports, in pop culture, celebrity, entertainment scene, and clique, or whatever you want to call it. That whole sphere of influence. Like, they're coming for the children. They sing songs about how they're coming for your, our children, you know. Um, we what was this? What was the song they sing? That gay men's chorus in uh, San Francisco. We will something your children. We will convert your children or something. They're just openly bragging about how like, hey parents, too bad. Like, oh, too bad. You can try your hardest, but we are going to get your children. We're gonna tell them to be quote unquote tolerant and quote unquote inclusive and quote unquote open minded to. LGBTQ STD <laughs> stuff, nonsense stuff, you know. So it's happening. So we're watching this slippery slope not be a fallacy. It happens. And in the bigger picture, in the bigger sense of things, like the slippery slope is real. It's not a fallacy. It happens. Evil continues to push evil. The darkness continues to rise, right? Dark, the dark is rising. Darkness continues to creep in. Satan will continue to plant seeds in your mind that lead you away from God. Like evil will continue to seek spreading evil and fighting against what's good, true, and beautiful, right? It's going to continue. And as long as we don't put our foot down and say no, as long as we don't say no, like truly, honestly, genuinely, with confidence, with hope and love and truth in our hearts and in our minds, say no we're not doing this no this is not happening that's unacceptable it's not happening we're not allowing it until someone does that like the slippery slope continues it does we continue on down a slippery slope into darkness the more we allow the darkness to creep into our children's shows creep into our school systems creep into our news broadcasts creep into sports and pop culture entertainment like the more we allow this stuff this evil nonsensical falsehood ugliness to creep into our lives and we continue to just accept it or promote it or just continue acting ignorant acting like we don't know it's happening it will continue to creep in and the slippery slope will happen we will continue to slip down that slope towards darkness towards evil like the degeneracy will increase and we're at the point where 10 years ago people were like oh you know, I mean, gay union, you know, yeah, have a civil union, gay guy, gay people, <laughs> gay guys, have a civil union, you know, yeah, okay, you want your tax breaks, you want your visitation rights at a hospital, okay, yeah, 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 let's do it. No, we want to be married. Okay, well, like, marriage is like a biblical concept, it's kind of like a, a union between a man and a woman before God, like, it's, it's a specific thing, it serves a specific function, and that is to create families, to make babies, to create future generations you know like serves a specific purpose um it is what god intended for us to be a man and a woman and unionize <laughs> into into a a bond of one a oneness with and before god and that's not like <laughs> it doesn't work like with the same gender the same parts you know you gotta you gotta form <laughs> you gotta form into each other you know um, but we act like, you know, okay, yeah, we'll give them that. Okay, let's just give them that, guys. 
let's just let's just give them the marriage let's be fair let's give them equal rights let's let's appease them guys you know let's just give them this it's not like in 10 years they're gonna be teaching our children to be gay and have gay sex it's not like in 15 years we're gonna legalize pedophilia and bestiality guys come on we're not on a slippery slope here flash forward 10 years <laughs> they're grooming our children flash forward 15 years they're legalizing pedophilia and bestiality <laughs> like it's real guys it's real but let's see slippery slope a slippery slope argument the ssa in uh, logic, critical thinking, political rhetoric, and case law is an argument in which a party asserts that a relatively small first step leads to a chain of related events, culminating in some significant, usually negative, effect. And just also real quickly, it says, um, you know, people often ask, is a slippery slope a real fallacy? Slippery slope can be a fallacy. It's not always a fallacy. It can be a fallacy, but it doesn't have to be. Sometimes the threat is very real. In those cases, slippery slope is not only valid, it is a warranted warning. Yeah, yeah, the gay men's course in San Francisco. We're coming for your children. Oh gosh. I don't even I'm not even gonna look it up and play it. I think they deleted it, right? You have to like go find someone who saved it before they deleted it and acted like it was a joke and acted like it wasn't a big deal. When they like recorded it produced it they wrote the lyrics they sung they practiced they recorded it they published it and it was like very real and serious and then after the backlash they deleted it and tried to act like it was a joke that's what we're on we're on the slippery slope um get to your chats amish bear says we have a local school here in central illinois that have two young girls claiming to be cats <laughs> the school is putting in litter boxes in the restroom. Come on, man. That's not real, is it, right? Like, the fact that that's probably true <laughs> is sad. The fact that, that like, that's believable and that, like, it's probably real. Like, the fact that that actually sounds like, yeah, like, you're not, that's not just, like, a... a 100% joke you just put in my chat right now is proving my point <laughs> right it's proving my point we're on the slippery slope and no one's stopping it no one's saying no Florida like, like what who just said no Florida Ron based Ron DeSantis right oh based Ron DeSantis stopped the grooming of children in Florida but like until the sixth grade you know, that's their, that's them putting their hard line. We're going to stop the slippery slope. We're going to make it so they can't groom our children in schools until the age of sixth grade, until the age of 10 or whatever it is. It's like, wow, man, like, great. It's good you did something. It's good that you brought awareness to the topic, but like, that's not really stopping the slippery slope. You know, no one is truly saying no. They're saying like, hey, can you just slow down a bit? <laughs> <laughs> Could you not be so fast on the slope? Like, yeah, we're on a slippery slope down to hell. <laughs> we're on a road just going down the hill towards hell. Like, we're just degeneracy and debauchery is just plaguing our society more and more and more every day. But could we just, like, slow it down a little bit, guys? I don't want to stop the descent into hell. 
we're not trying to like fully stop this like downward avalanche spiral down into the darkness. We just want to slow it down a little bit. <laughs> and that's the modern state of Republicans today. That's the modern state of the Republican Party. It's losing in slow motion. Losing in slow motion with a cowboy hat on. That is what, I think that's Anomaly who said that originally. Which um, is so great, so simply perfect and profound. The Republican Party and most conservatives in America today, especially in the boomer age, um, they're totally fine with losing. They're totally fine with this descent into darkness. They're totally fine with the slippery slope down into hell. As long as it happens slowly. Let's calm down, guys. This is going too fast. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't care if you, if you change your gender. Just don't do it at age five. You know, do it at age like 13. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't care if we lose. Let's just not do it like really fast. Let's do it in slow motion, guys. Let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's not stop the car, but let's, let's stop speeding towards hell. And just, you know, drive the speed limit towards hell. <laughs> That's modern Republicans, you know. Modern day Republicans and conservatives. Losing in slow motion with a cowboy hat on for money. For personal gain. That's the state of our, uh, the good guys, quote unquote, right? Amish Bear says, most Christians are asleep at the wheel and will call you a fanatic for calling out their beloved Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you suggest that Disney is bleeding people away from God? And then you're just going to say that Grimm Brothers Fairy Tale is something that children should be reading? That thing has like kids dying in it. <laughs> You need, how dare you criticize Mickey Mouse singing songs to our children about how they should trust themselves and their magic powers and, you know, believe in themselves and seek for themselves comforts and pleasures and status and rewards and success in this life here and now in this place, you know? How dare you? How dare you suggest that the the company that... that almost always kills the parents of the kids or makes it so the kids don't have parents to begin with at all, you know? How dare you suggest that that's leading children astray? How dare you? How, da how dare you suggest that there's like subliminal messages in Disney shows like that are very sexually suggestive? How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> that's that. Slippery slope is not a fallacy. It's real. We're on it right now. We are literally on a slippery slope heading down towards degeneracy. And our quote-unquote leaders on the right are just asking nicely that, you know, we make some laws, hopefully, maybe, in some states... That will kind of slow down the process. Like, yeah, we're all <laughs> descending into hell. But, like, could we just make it happen a little bit slower, guys? Could we just cool it, you know? Maybe just wait to push all the all the degeneracy, all the gay stuff, and all the transgenderism stuff, and, you know, the pedophilia and bestiality. Can we just pump the brakes a little bit and wait until these kids are in middle school before you start teaching them that and pushing that stuff on them? Come on, let's be reasonable here, guys. Let's, like, make it so, like, you have to be a teenager before our schools can start teaching kids how to have gay anal sex, you know? 
So that's that. That's <laughs> that's my thoughts on it. That's all I wanted to talk about. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's about it. Um, <laughs> I did want to talk about this. This was cool. Um, and then we'll read a devotional. Let's talk about this first first. So I got this. My little prayer process. Blessed. <laughs> I bought a book online. And we are going to be, it's called Single, Dating, Engaged, Married. Married. It's all the rage in the Tennessee Christian community, apparently. Everyone's read it. All the churches and young adult group, ministry groups and stuff are all talking about and advocating it. So I had to get it. I had to read it for myself, see what's up. My friend recommended it. It's like after like the 10th time you've heard someone say like, this book is great. You should read it. This book is awesome. It changed my life for the better. It's like after the fifth person, you're like adding it to a note in your phone or like adding it to your checkout cart on the thrift books or whatever. Um, not for like the 10th time, you're like, all right, I got to I gotta check out. I got to get it and read it. You know, so I'm reading it. It's actually pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. So we're going to talk about it. I'm going to do a stream on Christian singleness, Christian dating, Christian engagement, and Christian marriage. I'm going to break down the book and mix and mingle it with my own thoughts, my own perspective. My criticisms at time and what this guy's saying and also all the good stuff he's saying the reason i brought that up we'll get to that later that's gonna be a few months away we'll have we'll do four streams on each one christian singlehood christian dating christian engagement christian marriage and talk about the whole book the whole time and i got this cute little thing in it i ordered it on thrift book so it was like a used book i got a cute little cute little insert it's kind of cool i just wanted to read it I don't agree with this, right? This is a Catholic thing. I have a little bit of criticisms, <laughs> a little bit of not criticisms necessarily, but disagreements with some of the, some of the stuff. But I just thought it was cool and a little fun. And I like that, like someone went out of their way to put this cool little thing in, in a book that someone was going to order and read. I just thought it was cool. So seven seven steps. My little prayer process. A process of prayer. Praying. So number one, thank God for whomever and whatever you are most grateful for today. Dope. <laughs> Number two, think about yesterday. Talk to God about the times when you were and were not the best version of yourself. Number three, what do you think God is trying to say to you today? Talk to him about that. Four, ask God to forgive you for anything you have done wrong and to fill your heart with peace. Five, talk to God about some way he is inviting you to ch change and grow. Number six, pray for the other people in your life by asking God to guide them and watch over them. Based, dope, awesome. So all those things, I'm like, dude, this is kind of a nice little thing to tell your kids about, right? And then number seven is where I'm like, ah, you just had to put it in there, right? Number seven, pray the Our Father. <laughs> so all my Catholic brothers and sisters out there, I get it. I understand it. Whatever brings you closer to God, truly, um, go for it. But, you know, <laughs> I'm going to pass on step seven. The first six are great. I actually do them. Not in a childlike way, in a very more mature, grown-up way. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was dope. I just wanted to bring it up. I thought it was cool that someone put it in the book. So shout out whoever's putting that in uh, used books on thrift books. <laughs> it's kind of cute. So I want to read that real quick. And then I wanted to talk about this. So um, one of the sites we were working on, 
Um, the contractors that were like building this big giant mega house, we were kind of doing the landscaping around. Had a sign out front, I'm not gonna name drop them. I don't know if it'd be good or bad on this stream when <laughs> I'm talking about how gay Disney is. To be like, yeah, dude, shout out to these guys. But they were dope, they were cool. The guys running, running the stuff were pretty cool. They built a big, giant, beautiful house for a you know, young, healthy family. And we did all the landscaping around it. And there was some stuff that kind of went bad. And you know, it's what happens on construction sites. Like stuff isn't perfect, you know? Stuff isn't perfect. But all around, like pretty clean place, pretty, pretty sound operation. It was dope, it was cool. Made some friends along the way, working in the rain and in the hot sun. But I wanted to bring this up, and I'm trying to pull my Bible app, because I noticed on their sign, so on one on their sign in front of the house, we were walking up one day, I see their sign, their company sign, and at the bottom it just says Psalm 27. I was like, you piqued my interest? <laughs> I didn't know this company was a Christian company, but let's look that up. Let's look up Psalm 27, right? So I do, and we're going to read it right now. Maybe not the whole thing, but at least the first part. So again, it says Psalm 27. Psalm 27. So I'm like, okay, let's look that up. Like maybe it's some, I'm kind of thinking like maybe it's something specific about like building a house or building, you know, like maybe it's something about like doing good works or, you know, maybe it's something like specific to like, you know, the, um, like specific jobs like something about construction something about some kind of like team or construction or something so I look it up I'm like psalm 27 a psalm of david it reads the lord is my light and my salvation from whom should i fear the lord is my is the defense of my life whom should i dread when evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh my adversaries and my enemies they stumbled and fell my, if an army encamps against me, my heart will not fear. If war arises against me, in spite of this, I am confident. One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. From the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle, he will hide me in the secret place of his tent. He will lift me up on a rock, and now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. And I will offer sacrifices in his tent with shouts of joy. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I was like, dude, that's pretty based. Like, that's good. But I'm like, it doesn't seem like super specific to like a construction company, right? To like a contractor. So just kind of think about it, like that. That's a really good, like... <laughs> that's dope you know i mean the psalms are dope right like, like man that's awesome but it just kind of was like sticking in my head like why did they pick that like why did these guys pick that like why do they put that on their sign psalm 27 so a couple days later i'm like thinking about it i'm kind of like meditating i'm like reading a couple of the other psalms you know and i come to the other side so we're coming like well now we're walking away and we see the other side of the sign and it says psalm 127 and i noticed Silly me. The other side, the little one chipped off. <laughs> Silly me, you know? So, yeah, it wasn't Psalm 27 after all. It was Psalm 127. But one side of the one side of the sign, the little one on the 127 was, like, chipped off. So, 
<laughs> That's just funny. It was like a funny little like, oh, silly Sean. Being silly as always. But this one is dope. This one's more, more awesome and more specific to like a construction company. We're going to read it all. A Song of Ascents of Solomon. Psalm 127. Unless, excuse me, unless the Lord builds a house, they who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is futile for you to rise up early, to stay up late, to eat the bread of painful labor. This is how he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. And I'm like, dude, that's dope. <laughs> I'm like, bro, that's perfect for like a Christian construction company. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, like I was like, oh, silly Sean, you know. Psalm 27 is good. It's a great psalm, top to bottom. But this one, man, you got Christian builders putting this on a sign for everyone to read. Dope. <laughs> Pretty dope. It's like, yeah, have, have children. It's a blessing from the Lord. Uh, guard your house. Uh, make sure the Lord guides you while doing so. You know, make sure everything you're doing is guided by God and everything you're doing will be awesome <laughs> in one way or another, right? So unlike Disney, keep God close in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, and in everything you do. And things will be good for you, not perverse and degenerate and insane. <laughs> Literally insane. I just want to talk about that. Yeah, silly Sean, I thought the sign said Psalm 27, but it was chipped away. The 127, the one on the 27 was chipped away. It makes much more sense. I just want to read that. It was a good one. It's a good one. And we'll talk about the flood thing on my blog, the Mars Hill on my blog, Mark Driscoll and all that. We'll get to that tonight. And yeah, read these devotionals and we'll get out of there. If anyone else in the chat has comments or questions, hit me up now. And we'll read these powerful devotionals from this book. A more righteously masculine book for young men, not like a men's devotional book by and for boomers that I was reading on my Good News for Good Dude streams. Um, but yeah, this was from, uh, Friday, April 22nd and Saturday, April 23rd. And they're amazing. Amazing. So Friday, April 22nd from my devotional book. Yeah, we're going back in time a little bit, but this one is a relationship with God, a relationship with God. And the focus is Luke 15, seven, Luke chapter 15, verse seven. There will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. It's clear from finding the four gospels that relationships with people, it's clear from reading the four gospels that relationships with people were at the heart of Jesus' earth, earthly ministry. From the very beginning in Eden, God made people to be in relationship with him. In today's scripture verse, Jesus reminded his followers how very important it is to him and to all of heaven 
when one sinner repents and is brought into a relationship with the Heavenly Father. Jesus gave his followers the Great Commission so they could know their purpose in life. Leading people to Jesus usually takes time because it takes time to build relationships. When people know you really care, they will trust that you have their best interests in mind. Sharing the gospel at that point is a natural step and will be received much more easily than if you didn't have a relationship. Let people know that Jesus is your king and that he is the most important person in your life. God made you and wants to bless you so you can be a blessing to others. Stay connected to Jesus and boldly share his love with a broken world. Amazing. Amazing. Setificantus, what's going on? O7's in the chat. Bear7's in the chat. What's going on? Yeah. And this other one. So Saturday, April 23rd. This was like back to back. I, I've been reading this like every day, like on the day. And man, these two days, I bet I was pumped. <laughs> I was pumped up. These are great. They're all good. They're all really good. These two are like profound though. That's why I'm reading them. This last, second and last one we're going to read tonight is called Fulfilled Promises. Focus being from Joshua 21, 45. Joshua chapter 21, verse 45. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. God is a promise maker and a promise keeper. He made you and promised to never leave you. He saved you and keeps his promises by never letting you go. Today's verse makes a remarkable claim, namely that God kept every one of his many promises to the people of Israel. That is an overarching theme throughout the rest of the Bible too, that God keeps all of his promises. God promises to bless you and to reveal good and helpful plans for you. Is there an area in your life where you need him to do something or provide something for you? Are you comfortable enough and secure enough in his love to tell him what you need? Do not forget that God has promised to take care of you. He is looking at you right now and making great plans to satisfy you so completely that you won't have a reason to feel anxious about anything. Trust him and take him at his word. Live unshakably, knowing that when God makes a promise, he keeps it always. Always. Don't forget that God has promised to take care of you. He is looking at you right now and making great plans to satisfy you so completely that you won't have a reason to feel anxious about anything. Man, that was awesome. Man, I was thinking about those devotionals for a while. <laughs> right on. That's about it. That's about all I wanted to talk about and cover tonight. Thank you for tuning in and hearing me ramble and rant. Just say no to Disney and all the other debaucherous, degenerate nonsense out there. Stop being fooled. Trust in God alone. Seek what is good, wholesome, righteous, true, and beautiful. Uh, 
and not just mindless entertainment or catchy songs or flashy animations or whatever. And, you know, don't just, like, throw your children at a TV screen so that you can have some peace and quiet, you know? Like, find other ways to do that. Give them a task, some kind of interesting, real-life, practical task to accomplish. Um, get them learning and growing. Get them to learn and, and grow and produce good things. <laughs> get their minds, like, learning stuff not mindlessly watching and singing along to like satanic garbage you know whether it be on like disney or nickelodeon or cartoon network or mtv or espn <laughs> it's like so sad that it's like everything now too it's like c-span is even <laughs> like history channel and discovery channel are so full of this nonsense too just get your kids away from the screens get them in, in the real world doing real things good things good true and beautiful things stimulate their minds get them focused on building things growing things and get them crushing at an early age you know and uh just sacrifice a little bit of your own comfort and happiness and pleasure and instead of like distracting your kids with disney shows <laughs> or taking them to a disney theme park or whatever just to like get them happy and keep them content and satisfied you know sacrifice a little bit do something with them build with them teach them how to build and grow and crush sacrifice your own comforts to make them better people wholesome people righteous people not just little kids who can like sing frozen lyrics or encanto lyrics or whatever you know but that's it my girlfriend's in the chat saying preach it screw disney i'll burn disney <laughs> says my girlfriend i'm not making those threats okay i'm not again i don't want to hurt disney <laughs> I don't want to tie millstones around uh, Mickey Mouse's neck. I'm not saying that. I'm not advocating for that. Just my girlfriend is in the chat. Um, who, by the way, before I met her, was a Disney fan. <laughs> before I taught her the error of her ways, she was uh, singing along to Disney and making excuses for some of the Disney shows herself. But now she has seen the light. Now she has seen the light. So right on. Later, T.R. Dales. Set of Acantus. My girlfriend, Amish Bear, thank y'all for tuning in, um, being a part of the chat. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I'll be back next week. Hopefully, again, not every single Monday night, but almost every single Monday night, I'll be here at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time. Again, big shout out to Steven Ignoramus. Follow him on everything. Met him in real life. It was awesome. He's cooler in real life than he is on his streams. But, um... Yeah, make sure to follow him. Um, I think it's at ignoramus underscore media on um, Instagram. I don't know what he is on Twitter anymore. Um, I'm not on there. But I wrote here, libertylinks.o slash ignoramus. And said is posting <laughs> in the chat a little, uh, what is it, a sticker or something? To Stephen Ignoramus. Yeah, stephenignoramus.com libertylinks.io slash ignoramus check him out find him follow him he's dope he's cooler in real life than he is on his stream and that's saying a lot because he's pretty dope on his streams um he's been on my podcast i'll be on it again i've been on his his show um so yeah check him out and check out my talks with him on his me on his feeds and him on my feeds um so right on did you get my dm on discord brother um, I will check it. I got something a while ago, if that's what you're talking about. 
but I'll check it later tonight here. Right on. Thank y'all for tuning in. Love y'all. Appreciate you. Do good. Be good. Love and be loved. As always, I love you. I love all of you. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. I will love you anyways. And hopefully I'll see you back here next week. Um, I'm trying to get a bunch of guests lined up for a while. And then episode 100, um, which is what? Eight episodes away? Um... Episode 100, we're gonna, it's going to be cool. I'm going to do like a highlight stream, a cool mix and mashup of all my previous 99 episodes. So um, be on the lookout for that in eight streams, maybe eight weeks from now, maybe like 12 weeks from now. We'll see how things go. And yeah, I might be baptized next week. I might not. So we'll see how things go. And yeah, hopefully I'll be back next week and uh, hopefully I'll be baptized and then we can talk about it. Right on. I love you guys. Have a good week. Go out there and crush. Um... Yeah, love you guys.